Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone. I am back with a full-length movie review. So, this is this is something I don't feel like I do as much anymore. Although, maybe that's not true. I mean, I just did Ratatouille. I just did Zootopia. Okay, never mind. I actually do it a lot now that I think about it. But, it still seems, like, weird to me. I don't know why. I feel like I always weave in other topics, but... Today, I honestly don't have anything else to talk about, so yeah, uh, I'm just going to jump right into it, uh, I'm talking about Batman Begins today, because you know what, Batman's hype, and I don't care what you say, and Batman Begins is the best Batman movie, and I don't care what you say, although Mask of the Phantasm does, does give it a run for its money, that is a really, really good movie, but that was last episode, so you're probably wondering what's happening, why has this show become all about Batman, uh, and f- for that, I will say it will only be all about Batman for this episode and one more. Next time, I'm going to talk about my pitch for a Batman TV series, uh, the, the first season, don't worry, not like the whole thing, but um, but I teased that a couple episodes back, I feel like maybe four or five episodes back. And you probably thought it was like that Edgar Wright thing, which I teased last year and still have never followed through on. I mean, I could. I just, I don't know, man. I just didn't really feel like it. Like, I started watching some of the ones that I hadn't seen before, and then I just, I don't know. There's a lot. It's a lot of movies to cover, and I really don't like those ones where, like, marathon bunch of movies. Like, the John Hughes one was fun, but I don't know if I'd ever really do it again. Like, it was a good way to talk about a lot of my favorite movies, but I don't know if I'd have a great desire to do it again however i am thinking about starting an 80s series uh just i don't know why kind of as a special occasion we're getting pretty close to episode 50 i think we're within 10 episodes of episode 50 so that's really exciting and i thought maybe as a way to count down to that i'd start talking about classic 80s movies like at and ghostbusters and goonies and that kind of stuff back to the future oh I, it occurs to me, there are times where, where I really, I'm thinking like, I pretty much talk about every movie that I watch, but then there's just some times where I watch a movie and I completely forget to talk about it, like, like I never talked about Wally, and I, I rewatched Wally very recently and I really liked it, but I never talked about it and I don't know why, there's no reason that I couldn't have, um, and then what's, what's another one that I didn't talk about that I watched? And it was, like, from a long time ago. Um, it might have been Back to the Future, actually, because I did watch it just because, like, I just felt like it. And then I never talked about it, and I really don't have a good reason. I just didn't. That's so weird. There's just a couple movies like that where I'm like, I, I never talked about that. I don't know. But I, I try to circle back around to them. Like, sometimes I've tried to, to, to do it from memory, and it just doesn't work out too well. And so it's just worth watching again, but... Oh, wait, wait, I just watched Gremlins 2. I didn't talk about that either. Crap. Maybe I should start my 80s series with the Gremlins movies. Because there's only two of those. I feel like that's a lot easier to fit in. Rather than, like, three or four, maybe five movies in one episode. Just two. That's not that bad. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that's not really what you heard. You came to hear me talk about. Although, oh, I just had another great episode idea. I should talk about the Disney shorts man all right well this is this is actually about batman begins uh 
you didn't click on the wrong episode. So, this is a movie that was quintessential to my childhood. I loved Batman when I was a little kid. And then, I kind of, he kind of fell out of favor as I got older. Like, through middle school, I was definitely more into other characters, especially Spider-Man. And then, uh, and then after that, I went through a pretty heavy phase. I mean, I'm definitely... I definitely still read more indie stuff than like mainstream stuff like uh, like Saga, Paper Girls, Killer Be Killed, um, Descender, The Fuse, that kind of stuff like weird, weird stuff. But um, like not just superhero stuff is I guess what I'm saying. But then for some reason with the Batman, uh, the movie coming out, it just made me want to go back and revisit old Batman stuff. And so I did. And I checked out even some new stuff, like I talked about last time. And then I've been rereading some of my favorite Batman comics. And, and you know, Batman's a really great character. And I, that all really stems from, like, my love for him, for him. I think I really associate that with Batman Begins. Because for a while, I was only allowed to watch the first five live-action Batman movies. So, from Batman 89 to Batman Begins. And then after that, there was a pretty hard rule in my house that was like no you cannot watch the dark knight you cannot watch the dark knight rises like none of that and i mean i fought against this rule hard because i love the first one so much and i was like well i just want to keep going but wasn't allowed i mean they eventually acquiesced i was like 11 or 12 um and they let me watch it and it was not as scary as i had as it had been built up to be like what was in my mind was a million times scarier than was actually on the screen, as is so often the case. But regardless, for a while, it was just Batman Begins on repeat because I didn't really have any other options. And I mean, you know, I liked, I liked the, the other ones fine. I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I did once enjoy Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and watched them with uh, a disturbing amount of frequency. But, um, but... It was definitely Batman Begins that I watched the most. Like, I can't recite uh, Batman 89 or or Batman Returns or any of those, but I was watching it the other day, and I I can recite it. Like, like even if I wasn't watching it, I could have gone through and, like, transcribed it from memory with a pretty large degree of accuracy. Like, it wouldn't have been 100%, but it would have been really close. Like, disturbingly close. So, um... So yeah, that's like one of the main things that I associate with this character. More than any comic, really. More than, than anything. This would probably be like the number one movie from my childhood. That it's like, okay, you can only pick one. Uh, like one movie that def- kind of defined you as a young person. Honestly, I would have to pick this movie. It's it's just such uh, such a big thing. and it And it really inspired a lot of the things that I would go on to like like other Batman stuff, but also Christopher Nolan. Like, I started paying attention to his name in the credits of movies and seeking out actively other movies that he had done. Like, I watched all of them, uh, and except for Memento, or not Memento, Memento, uh, which I, you know, I covered pretty recently, and I still haven't seen Insomnia. I gotta check that out, but, but either way, I definitely sought his other movies out and fell in love with him as a filmmaker because of this movie, which informed a lot of the things that I was doing when I was running around 
uh, shooting short films on my iPhone. And so, I don't know, it's very important to me, and it's honestly kind of intimidating to talk about, but I'm going to try. So, I, I also don't want this to get too crazy or, or just seem like this is more than what it is. Like, I promise I won't take forever or, like, delve into every second of this movie. I kind of just wanted to talk about it in broad strokes because it's so important to me as a... As a Batman fan and as a movie fan and it also informs a lot of what I wanted to take with me and throw out when I was pitching my own take on this character which will be coming to you obviously next time but I think the number one thing that I want to start with is that I love that this movie decides to tell Batman's origin I mean, say what you will about a lot of the other Batman movies, but to be honest, Batman's, like, not really the focus of most of them. Like, it's it's basically Robin in Batman Forever. Um, I, you know, I can't remember in Batman and Robin. I guess it's, I guess it is mostly about him, but definitely in, in, uh, the, the first two, Batman Returns and Batman 89, those those movies, he's definitely not really the main character, and he's also not really the most interesting character. The story is much more concerned with with um, supporting characters and with predominantly the villains. You know, it's not it's not really a Batman origin story, it's a Joker origin story in the first one, and the same with Catwoman in the sequel, and to some degree um, the Penguin as well. So, Batman's not really focused on in even some of the better adaptations of him in live action. So this movie sets like a very hard um, line in the sand where from the beginning it decides to be very firmly about Bruce Wayne and his story and his growth as a character and as a person and like him maturing into to manhood and to eventually Batmanhood. And I think that's awesome and one of the best decisions that this series makes because... I think that's a big part of why it resonates so strongly with so many people is that from the very beginning it's a character driven story and it's concerned with Batman and Bruce Wayne and his philosophies and like how he gets to where he is and the people that he loves and and why he does what he does and I think that's really great and something that the Batman movies had been missing up until that point and so that's probably one of the best things that this movie does right off the bat and then I <laughs> right off the bat I hate myself um that's not true I'm just kidding I hate my my weird addiction to making puns even unintentionally it just happens you know what I'm saying but uh but but like I love how many different ways they explore him becoming Batman like I love that it's told on linearly and that we get different pieces of information at different points and eventually um eventually like we learn how everything happened and how everything worked out and uh and yeah that that stuff is so cool like how he he tries to get into the mind of a criminal by basically becoming one but he's still exercising a loophole where he's just robbing himself and how he understands, you know, he, he has committed crime, he understands why you would, because he's stealing just to feed himself. Uh, a quick note about that scene, actually, though, where he runs off, the the guy who says, should a tip better, and whatever, 
he throws a scarf in the in the fire. That that guy could have used that scarf. That dude's homeless. He doesn't have a scarf. Why would you throw that away? It's probably like some Gucci scarf too. It's probably like really nice. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's always bothered me, especially the more I watch it. I'm like, why would you do that? But um, but that's just nitpick. That's not really a big thing about the movie. But uh, but from there, it's just like I don't know. It's so propulsive. It just keeps it so interesting, and. I love how you really understand where he's coming from with a lot of this stuff. And then, yeah, his training and how you see everything start to form with who he'll become and in terms of the weapons and his philosophy about, like, theatricality and deception and all that stuff. And then, like, actual moves he'll do throughout the movie and his fear of bats and overcoming that and all the setup with the League of Assassins and the fear toxin and all of that. I think that's all really good. And then showing how he diverges from their philosophy in that he sees compassion as not a weakness but a separation between him and the people he's trying to fight and that's you know if you become like that you're no better than them but then you also see where Ducard's coming from where he's saying like you know yeah sure they'll be tried but you know the system is corrupt it's it it's basically set up to fail and and he's not wrong either and a lot of the ways, you know, he's talking about stuff, it does make sense, but the problem is that, you know, he's he's killing people, he's wrecking everything instead of trying to save it. Like, he's trying to just throw a match into the room and start over. And Bruce obviously sees the, the city as being able to be salvaged and doesn't have to just be burned to the ground. And that's really interesting. And, like, the mentor-mentee were... Um, Ducard or, or Roz as we go to the end of the film is is kind of like a dark mirrored reflection of, of Bruce even down to the origin story of seeking vengeance through the training and everything I think that's all really awesome and it's it's I think he is kind of a slept on villain like no one really talks about him he's obviously very much overshadowed and with good reason by Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight but um but I think I think that a lot of the stuff that they're writing thematically, it it does uh, it does work really well in the first movie. I think the only villain that he's interesting and he's cool, but I don't think he's just I don't know. I I guess I haven't seen it in a while to be fair. But Bane in the Dark Knight Rises is just not quite on the level of the villains of Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. I think he just doesn't have as much going on. And then Talia, freaking forget about it. That I don't like that part of that movie, but but we're not talking about that movie. We're we're talking about this one, and to be honest, in talking about the Dark Knight and in talking about the Joker, I have a pretty unpopular opinion, and I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I get it, but I also don't get it why it's unpopular. Uh, but I think that Batman Begins is the best Batman movie, like even better than the Dark Knight. And now listen. I know, I talked about this whole thing, I had this whole spiel in the beginning about, like, this shaped my entire life, which isn't true, but it's easy to think that, like, this is probably just nostalgia talking, but watching it again, I really don't think that's true. I really think that this just is trying to achieve less, so it ends up achieving more. To me, I talked about the Two-Face episode of Batman the Animated Series, the two-parter, in uh, in the last episode, and for me, of any adaptation of that story, that comes the closest to, like, 
to to getting that transformation as thematically important and as like impactful as it could be as I know it could be like a really really great version of it could be I think that comes the closest to, for me that's my favorite version of it that I've seen I just don't think that most most mediums or like most adaptations of it really ever can fully stick the landing with the with that transformation it's just like it's a lot of telling and not showing for me it's just like he was our friend and, and and you know you had such a bond with him and then and it's like the dichotomy of of trying to save a friend but to me the friend part is where they really drop the ball i just never quite see um i just never quite see him as a friend there's just not as long-standing relationship that's built it's kind of like established in one episode or one issue or one movie or whatever and within that same story it's broken down it's not like it's built up in advance like it's not like we introduce him in batman begins we get to know him in in that movie in the dark knight and then at the very end of the trilogy like the finale to this all is him finally falling and i also never feel like the transformation is very nuanced like i love i love that he has times where he like flares up and his anger gets the better of him throughout the the, the story before he goes full two-face but it's always so so crazy like comically over the top like it's never like nuance it never there's no progression to it it's just at 11 and then he becomes two-faced and he's like he's officially a bad guy you know what i mean i don't know that's just my interpretation of it and so i think that if you drop that entire storyline honestly not much would change and it's just i don't know it's just it has a lot going on it's setting its sights a lot higher and the scope is a lot bigger than Batman Begins. And just because of that, I think that it drops the ball thematically in some places. And that it just is trying to commit to too many things that it can't just quite commit to all of them. And it starts being needlessly complicated a little bit towards the end. And so, and I just think it's not as tight a narrative. Obviously, I'm not saying it's bad. It's fantastic, obviously. It's one of the best superhero movies ever made. But I don't think it's better than Batman Begins. And I think that if the Joker was played by a different actor, I don't think the movie would be in as high a regard. And trust me, I love Heath Ledger, and I I love that performance. It's one of the best parts of that movie, but I just think that if you took that out, the movie as a, as a whole would be a lot weaker. So anyway, that's in the conversation, honestly, for another day, because I'd love to cover that movie in depth too. Because there's so much to talk about with it but for the time being I think that's important to establish why I feel like this movie is better because I just think it's thematically tighter it's got a, a much narrower scope to it but I think that it just accomplishes more because it's trying to do less if that makes any sense it's not spreading itself too thin it's a very straight line just following Bruce Wayne his journey um, you know learning to become Batman learning to flush out his philosophies and adhere to them and everything and I think that uh that it's just it's just a lot tighter so anyway I feel I think I spent a little bit too much time on that point but I think it was important to establish however I did say something that kind of that kind of has never really been a problem for me before I watched it now in a more like modern context but it's not about him having philosophies and sticking to them and this is a problem for me with 
every Nolan Dark Knight movie, honestly with every Batman movie, is his no-killing rule is so loose and so it's never followed and I I hate it. I just can't stand it. Listen, there's a scene in the second season of Daredevil. Most of the episode is just a conversation on a rooftop between Daredevil and the Punisher. And it's one of the best things, best superhero entertainment like things that I've ever seen. The writing is insane. And there's a very specific point in that argument where, you know, they're arguing whether or not you should kill bad guys. And obviously, Murdoch, Matt Murdoch is, is saying no. And Frank Castle is saying, yes, yes, you should. And, like, the way they're going back and forth between, between like, you know, against each other and, and he's arguing for you need to let them try again. There's a possibility to save people here. I, and then he's saying, uh, the Punisher's saying, no, you're eliminating the problem. You're not letting it, you're not allowing for the possibility for it to continue. And that same conversation applies to this entire movie. That, that that conversation sums up what I think the point of this movie and the conflict between Batman and Descartes should have been. Because if his whole thing is throw a match into the room, burn it all, start over, and then Bruce's whole thing is save these people, then he needs to actually save people. Like, the only person I think he really saves is Rachel and maybe that little kid. Like... Like, honestly, if you really think about it, who else does he save? I mean, the, the city, eventually, yes, but he also kills so many people. Like, he can't say, I'm not an executioner, and in the same scene, blow up a monastery. Like, he didn't directly kill them, but he's not saving them, either. He saves Descartes, which, I mean, that makes sense, but there was a better way out of that, and I was trying to think of one, and I couldn't quite, I wish I could have brought one to the table, but, like, literally anything is better than that him maybe showing for the first real time his training and um he maybe attacks Razal Ghul head on and then all the ninjas swarm him and he's like fighting off a bunch of guys and then he gets the explosive powder throws it they all separate and like a cloud of bats flies out and then he's gone something like that I don't know and and then they're like chasing him through the mountains but they can't find him like he's he's disappeared that anything, literally anything, is better than him destroying the entire thing and, and killing countless people. Like, you can see them dying in the background. And that, oh my god, that bothered me so much. Like, that guy who gets blown up and flung over, over like, a walkway. I was like, what, 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 what are you doing? You just said, I won't kill people, and you're killing so many people. And I, I couldn't get over it. And at the end, the, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you, I was like, Fuck this. That is the stupidest line of reasoning I've ever heard in my life. Like, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. By saying, have you finally learned to do what is necessary? He, yeah, yes, he has. He's proved him right. He solves his problem by killing him. Like, there's no reason that he couldn't have just grabbed him and let the cape furl out and then they both fly off and he hands him over to, to Gordon and like, He's showing him, here, there is still good in this city. This, these people are going to bring you to justice because this whole town isn't bent no matter how way. You know, like, however you want to look at that. Like, he doesn't kill him. That's so stupid. 
Like, I know he's, he doesn't technically kill him again, but it's all technicalities. You still initiated something that killed him, and you still proved him right in the end. He's asking you, you know, did you learn to do what is necessary? Which means killing him, and he freaking kills him. Like, that's, that's so dumb. That doesn't show any growth. That's, oh man, that really made me mad this time. In a way, it never has before, and that, that's crazy to me that it, that it, um, that it didn't, like, it, it never registered me to me that strong before, but that's a really severe narrative flaw. And now I'm sure you're probably thinking, like, well, didn't you just say this is better than The Dark Knight? Yeah, he still kills people in The Dark Knight. Come at me. Like, he's like, um, uh, kill me, kill me, whatever. Like, in the, in the street, when he's, you know, he's kind of playing chicken with the Joker, and the Joker's saying that. Yeah, he kills Harvey Dent. I don't care what you say. There is, there's absolutely no reason that they couldn't have done something different with that. There's no reason he could have, like, leapt up and swept his leg, and, and, like, the kid falls, but, like, like, falls onto the floor, and then maybe Harvey starts to fall over the edge, and then he catches him, and he's like, no, I'll catch you, because you're still my friend. I don't care. I'm sorry for what I've done, whatever. You're still my friend. I'm still gonna save you. Like, there's so many opportunities in these movies for him to not kill people, and he, and he does. He, he freaking kills Talia in the end of the, of the Dark Knight Rises. He kills almost every villain, is all I'm saying. But, um, but yeah, man, that was a, that was a tangent. I haven't really said, no, I guess I did. I think I said a lot of good stuff about this movie, but, um, but yeah, and then just atmospherically, this is my favorite of the movies. I like how it's, it is just Chicago for a lot of it, but it's also stylized. There's some CG in there with the narrows and stuff. That's really awesome. I love the cinematography and how they, like, shoot Batman and how a lot of the times it's so fast. It can be a little jarring, but I like how sometimes it's so fast that you're almost in the mind of whoever, you know, he's attacking where you can barely, like, make out what's happening because it's just fast and dark and, and scary, and I like that. And then speaking of scary, um, I like a lot of the imagery in this. One of my favorite images from this movie is him falling out of the window on fire and the music that accompanies that hot damn this music is so good every single one of these movies has really distinct musical cues and this one is a lot of sad piano clicks that's always something i've associated with this movie the um the, the dark knight is more like long drawn out single notes that like just get more and more intense as they go and this one's a lot of like really soft really sad uh, piano notes because a lot of this movie is very somber but in this it's like weird and chaotic and like scary music and he's just falling and then he's helpless and he's freaking he's freaking out on top of the building and all of that I love that part of this movie that's just that's awesome and then a lot of like the stuff with the scarecrow and the hallucinations I like how they do that how it's it's kind of comic booky, but it's still grounded and it still has like a uh, you know a meaning and a purpose that's really good and then the performances man the performances in this movie are so good like especially Christian Bale it's never really struck me before but there are so many little moments with his facial expressions that I, I it's insane like I never really appreciated it fully before but his face how angry he is without saying a word in the courtroom is so good like that anger that you get where you just you're you're heavy you're breathing heavy like your face is getting red 
like he he just totally turns that on like I'm so with him in that moment and then then the, like the shot um, where it's uh, in the foreground it's Joe Chill and then in the background it's Bruce Wayne I love that um, I love the, the the moments the stuff with him and Alfred all their whole dynamic is great and I love that we start out kind of with him angry and and kind of an asshole and he's just angry at everyone he's angry at the world he's his morals are all mixed up he doesn't really know what he's fighting for yet I love starting from that point with a character I think there's a perfect opportunity in the amazing spider-man to start out with him in a very similar place and progress him to the hero that you know and the caring person that you know from the comics and I think this movie takes that opportunity and does it very well and I know that's a big complaint about this that that movie I don't want to open another can of worms but but I think uh, I think this movie does that very well moving him from an angry person to an actual genuine hero who cares about people I think that's that's really awesome and then um, and then yeah just all of it his all of his performances from from the sad moments to to the playboy moments to kind of both like where uh, that guy passes him the guy from the board and he goes the apple has fallen very far from the tree mr. Wayne and um, and you can see his face just like oh it's so good it's really really good he's great in this movie and Michael Caine is great Lucius Fox is or Morgan Freeman sorry is great everybody's so awesome in this movie the hate to say it the only weak link kind of is Katie Holmes and it's not that she's bad it well there are moments when she's bad just the delivery is off it doesn't match what like Christian Bale is doing it's not that she's bad it's just that she's completely outshined and outclassed by everyone else in the cast and like what, what honestly what's she gonna do like how is she gonna help it it's it's star-studded there are so many great actors in this movie but um but yeah, that's the only thing I'll say about the performances that maybe is just a little weaker, but it's it really doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. And honestly, I wish they would have just stuck with her through, for The Dark Knight, too, just be, for continuity's sake. Um, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal gives a better performance, and then in that case, I wish she would have been in Batman Begins. It, I don't know, something about it, I'm, you know, got an OCD for, like, continuity, so I kind of hate when they, you know, they change out actors, even if it's for the better. It just like messes with me so I wish that just since this is so self-contained like it's not something with the MCU where there's a thousand entries with uh, Don Cheadle after he replaced um, Terrence Howard but it, it's just you know it's just one with one actor one with another and it just it's it's weird but uh but yeah as it stands I don't think she's terrible she's not fantastic but she's not terrible and um, and yeah, even the the kid who plays Bruce Wayne as a young boy, he is he's really good too. He's got a lot of really great um, faces, like faces, like he can he can um, he can manipulate his face really well to convey emotion, and uh, and he he delivers a lot of his lines really well. And you can definitely feel the bond between him and his father. It all really works. I like all of that stuff a lot. And um. um it did strike me this time if you have Alfred why are you not being driven to the theater I mean obviously they're just taking the train because exposition 
but but it did strike me. I was like, what? Why would you? Why, like like if I was the richest family in the city, I'm not I'm not taking the L train to like uh, like the music box. Like I'm definitely having my personal butler drive me in my Cadillac to the theater. But um, but I don't know. That just struck me as kind of weird this time. But I do understand they have to take the train just to set up everything that have you know the infrastructure with the train and like what part of it in the climax it'll play. But uh, yeah, um, I think that's about it. I like this suit. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion or not, but I do like the suit. It does suck that he can't turn his head and tactically the one from the dark knight makes a little more sense but i do like this one and the progression that you see with it you can you know you see him building it and refining it and adding more to it i like all of that that's really good um i also wondered because i watched this movie a thousand times when i was younger i wondered if that's what informed my um almost comical love for setup and payoff like if you guys took a shot every time i said setup and payoff you'd probably have a, at least a light buzz going by by the time you got through all these podcasts but um but i wonder if that set that up for me that that's why i love spider first so much and that's what i loved about ratatouille and and uh, and even shazam to a certain degree and like uh i just love movies where stuff is like set up in the first act paid off in the third act and it's all comes full circle and it's super satisfying uh, narratively i wonder if that's where this came from because there are so many lines in this movie that um that are said one way in the beginning and another way in the end and it's like you know teaching a lesson or snarky remark or whatever there's so many of them and i like all that so yeah kudos <laughs> i don't know but i did wonder i, I bet that it played a large part in in uh my my setup and payoff thing um, the, ooh, the Batmobile chase, I like that a lot, that's a good part of this movie, it's very propulsive, the score is really great, it's shot very well, um, bullshit, no one was killed, people, the, you, he, mur he murdered, uh, those, there's just those first two people, there was no reason to drive over that cop car, there's literally no reason, Gordon should not be like, well, oh, I gotta give me one of those, he should be like, oh god, officers, you know, those two blood splatters in that car, are you guys okay? Um, but, but yeah, whatever, it's fine, no one was killed, D disagree, but as far as the movie's concerned, I guess technically no one was killed, um, that's another one where that just seems like such an easy fix, like, instead of, instead of the bomb that flipped the car, why wouldn't you just, like, why couldn't they just be little spikies that, like, pop the tires and then it, like, skids off to the side and the other cars crash into it, but... It's not like an explosion and, you know, flips over like five times where you're definitely mashed to pieces. I mean, this isn't as egregious as the as the Batmobile chase in Batman vs. Superman where you literally, there is no way anyone survives that where he's actively killing people. But it's still a little grating when a lot of the point of this movie is not killing. It's It's just, it's just weird that no one, no one saw that that was a problem. No one tried to change that in the edit somehow. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, man, I, it's all, it's all really great, I love this movie a, a whole lot, uh, flaws and all, it's so well shot, it's got a fantastic score, it's got 
pretty good action. It's got amazing performances. It set up a really, really interesting period in DC's history and uh, and started one of the greatest film trilogies ever made. And I think it's a little bit slept on, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think it gets the love that it deserves. It's definitely overshadowed by The Dark Knight. And like I said earlier, I can see why to a certain degree. But to another degree, give this one another shot. It's it's really, really solid. I genuinely do think it's the best Batman movie. But uh, I know it's pretty likely that you'll disagree. But Batman Begins is a really, really great movie. And it will be hard to top. I am excited for the new one. But uh, but we'll have to see how it shapes up. Because I don't know. I don't know if anything's topping this for me. But Alright. Alright, alright. I feel like there's more I'm going to talk about. I'm sure as soon as I press stop and post this I'm going to think of a thousand things but for now I think I'm I think I'm about I'm about done talking about this one so I'll I'll wrap this all up with with some gratefuls on the way out um I am grateful for hmm, what am I grateful for uh I did my family safety last time I think I talked about Chicago as well Hmm. Oh, I I know. Uh, I am grateful that we have a heat press at school. Um, I do art half the day at a at a technical school now, and um, we have virtually unlimited access to whatever we could need. Like, I just printed business cards and cut them. Uh, I I've done um. I've done like ads, I've done logos, I've done whatever, and printed them out and cut them and, and done whatever I need to with them. And uh, we also have a heat press and the necessary stuff to print t-shirts, so that's something that I've been doing recently, and I'm grateful that I have the ability to. It's really freaking cool. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that. I'm going to go print some tomorrow morning, and I'm super hyped about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's a pretty simple one. It's not like something super meaningful like my family's safety or or uh, um, being thankful for going to Chicago, but yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm chilling with it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Whew. That's a, that was a grind. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. If you want to give me some feedback, I would love to hear it. You can email the show at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. You can DM me uh, um, for the the show's account on Instagram at Movies and More Pod. It's where I post updates when new episodes are posted, um, uh, what the topics of discussion will be, that kind of stuff. You can find all that uh, at Movies and More Pod on Instagram. And then if you want to follow me personally for pictures of cities that I go to, shoes that I buy, get some song recommendations, you know what I'm saying, uh, at GeoAndrewLilly1 on Instagram. That's where you can find all that. And then. It would be super helpful if you haven't already, if you could leave a review. Five stars would be preferable, but if you don't think so, I'm open to criticism, so you know what, go for it. Either way, reviews are extremely helpful, and uh, they get the show uh, more noticed, and that'd be awesome. So, yeah, if you haven't done that, it'd be super appreciated. Just write an app, takes like a minute, it'd be super awesome. So, yeah, if you don't know that and you're just kind of like chilling, then I would just say to you, thank you for listening and being an active participant in this show's 
uh, history, future, I don't know, uh, in the show, in general, thank you, and, yeah, that's about all it, that, that's about, mm -mm. that's about it for me, that's all I have, that's what I meant to say, I will see you on the next one, you should definitely revisit Batman Begins if you haven't, it's a great movie, and, uh, don't forget that when you are swimming, don't wear jeans. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I say it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that, just, that defines me? Oh, or didn't you get the memo? Literally anything would have worked better than don't swim with jeans on. What am I even talking about?